Welcome to the Wild Honey Into Being Project. This is Gina Green, longtime yoga practitioner, teacher, body worker, mother, and writer. I am in love with the beauty and mystery of this life, inquisitive, engaged, and enthusiastic about leaning into the fullness of living. I hope to share some of my writing with you, reflections, meditations, wonderings, and perhaps even a little poetry. The Wild Honey Into Being Project is just learning how to breathe. I hope you'll take some time to breathe along with me. I bow my head and offer up gratitude to the Kalamazoo Artistic Development Initiative, a program of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, for supporting the creative process of this and many other projects. And heartfelt thank yous to some amazing friends who have helped me along the way. Aubrey Jewell, instigator, editor, photographer, and gentle prodder, Joshua Holcomb, a musician friend who took my honey hum to a new level. Today, I will be sharing some thoughts about yoga, how it might be perceived, and how we might choose to be in relationship with it. What is this ancient and contemporary practice called yoga? Yoga is a word from the Sanskrit language. The meaning of this word in English is to yoke or to unite. So, yoga is about bringing parts and people together. It is a practice of connection as we explore relationship with ourselves, with others, and with the spark of life. Yoga is both a state of being and a path that assists us in touching into this state. This state of being can be spoken about in many ways. Some teachers use the word union. I prefer to use the word connection or wholeness. When I am experiencing a state of being we could call yoga, I feel connected to myself, to you, to the moment, and in tune with the wholeness of life. I use wisdom teachings, meditation, physical posture practice, breath awareness, and many other things as the path that leads towards this kind of connected experience. Anything that brings us into an experience of connection and wholeness could be considered a part of our practice of yoga. In the West, yoga often appears to be a physical movement practice that creates strength, flexibility, calmness, focus, energy, among other things. For many people, the physical health benefits are the main draw. And depending on where you find a class, it may or may not include the spiritual aspect of this ancient practice at all. Interest in the spiritual isn't essential in order to receive the health benefits of a physical posture practice. 
Yet the spiritual is at the very heart of the philosophy of yoga teachings, and ultimately the reason so many yogis dove deep into the self and the suffering of humankind in order to add to the wisdom teachings for others. If physical practice is taught in a way that allows for spaciousness, alignment, internal connection, breath awareness, and gentle attention, it seems to me almost inevitable that a student will feel deeper connection to self and all, whether they are interested in the spiritual or not. Something happens inside. And for me, that something is soothing, inspiring, and welcoming. While the practice of yoga is a deeply spiritual practice, it isn't a religious practice. The framework of the yoga system allows each person to plug in their experience or definition of God into that which permeates everything. The sense is that there is something that is in each of us and in everything we come into relationship with and that we are all truly part of the web of aliveness. The philosophy of yoga doesn't create separation based upon belief, but instead it rallies us to choose health, wholeness, clarity, understanding, compassion, and the attention we need for any of this to occur. In India, yoga is often referred to as the science of the mind because the practice encourages steadiness of attention or mental focus that allows us to reach greater clarity and understanding. It isn't just about the body. Learning about the mind, how to steady one's attention, and release the mental pathways that don't serve us well are all key pieces to a true yoga practice. The deeper clarity and understanding that one can reach often allow us greater ease in our living, in our relationships with self and others, and a kind of remembering that speaks of connectivity with all beings. We are able to explore the practice of yoga in ways beyond posture practice. If you are limited physically, you might be interested to know that there are whole paths of yoga devoted to the play of relationship through meditation, service, study, or celebration. There are also many styles of yoga available, and they explore the physical movements in different ways. Some classes are slow and gentle, some are restorative, some are vigorous, some flow and dance, and others are a mix-up. I believe that there are as many styles of yoga as there are people on the planet. If you look and consider carefully, you will likely find a class that is just right for you. Over the years, I have heard many invitations to connect my body, mind, and breath, as if I might connect the dots and discover a picture complete. My perception as a beginning yoga practitioner was that there was some point of perfect and static union that one was practicing towards. 
This perception grew out of the consistent linear reaching for perfection, completion, and status that is prevalent in our society. Hmm. What I have discovered is that I am much more interested in the relationship between the dots. If there is a goal involved in this practice of yoga, it is to be willing to pause and pay attention. This is how I experience a state of deeper harmony in my body and mind. The connective play of any relationship is changeable and necessitates conscious awareness, steady attention. It is a fluid kind of play, this practice of connection, and my whole being is the playground. It is a play of relationship between parts, between energies, between beings, and between states of being. Relationships are undulating creations, and we have no control over them, just like life. Perhaps this is why they can sometimes feel so difficult. They make us brush up against our human fear of change and our desire to be comfortable in order to soothe our human need to interact with, be seen by, be witnessed by another. Each of us has an experience of the body, the breath, and the mind. <laughs> My invitation to each of you is to get curious about and perhaps to even enjoy the play between the parts. How does the mind respond to the body? How does the body respond to the breath? How does the breath respond to the mind? Can we be attentive, open, respectful, patient and kind with ourselves. Hmm. This questioning, or perhaps more accurately, this listening, will begin to inform the way you practice, think, and live. As we become more aware of the relationships inherent in the vehicle of the body, we might notice that it becomes easier to be available and open within our relationships to others. We might notice that our ability to drop into a slow breath rhythm calms our systems and allows us to listen to others more deeply and with greater attention. We might notice that kindness to ourselves translates into acceptance and understanding of others. Another quality that evolves is the trusting we learn as we realize we can sit with the struggles of our body and mind with loving attention and even lean into the difficulty to the point of shifting our perception of it. We begin to grow our capacity to hold all that is instead of only reaching for the easy parts of life. We practice skills of compassion and empathy, listening and holding. If the heart of this practice 
is learning how to steady our attention and offer it to something or someone in hopes of deepening connection. What better place to start than with our sweet, messy, wonderful, and confusing selves. Whether you choose a physical practice, meditation, or daily living as a way into the exploration of yoga, please note that how you enter the practice matters. Let us enter with a friendly, kind, and curious attitude. We can direct this to our practice, to ourselves, to others, and to the moment we find ourselves in. It is one of the best ways I know to create space for learning, growth, and integration. It is also essential for this state of being called yoga. We need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to soften, to open ourselves to the experience of self and other. Connection asks for spacious acceptance and loving attention. We might begin to notice that our attention is valuable. And when we offer it with awareness, oh, it is a kind of loving. It is a loving that each of us is worthy of. And I hope that you are able to revel in it as you offer it to yourself and to the wider web of aliveness. Let your life be the playground for steady, loving, and open attention.